Hey, what's up? This is CJ from Drowning Pool, and you're listening to Thunder Underground right here. Check it out. Welcome to episode 176 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. How's it going? Great. What do we got going? Oh, man. CJ Pierce. That's right. Is on the show today. He's back. Yes. That's been probably two years ago now. I think so, yeah. Because I looked it up, it was episode 45. And here we are at 176. So. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely, that's had to have been a couple of years. Yeah, very cool to have him back. We're going to. He didn't make us a drink this time. What the fuck? That's right. I feel slighted. Slighted, CJ. Yeah, maybe the third time he'll. Well, actually, he didn't make us the drink the first time. Yes, yeah, true. He just asked us if we wanted one, yes. and then someone else did it. So. I mean, since I'm, there I'm, wasn't a fourth person in the in the bus this time, or that's the trailer. Right. Sorry. That's right. Couldn't have it happen. Uh, yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some other stuff to go in to as well, but first, we've got to mention, sponsored by Vitz Screen Printing and DEB Concerts. So Vitz Screen Printing is a screen printer out of Oklahoma City. They do our shirts. Very happy to have those available. So check that out on our website, ethanunderground.com. They do a great job. They do a lot of t-shirts for bands in the Oklahoma area. They do hoodies, hats, all that great stuff as well. So hit them up online. Follow them on Facebook at VITS Screen Printing. Great people. Definitely. Very glad to have them as part of this, just like we are at DEB Concerts. These guys, based here in Tulsa, bring a lot of shows to this area from the era of music that we are a big fan of. Yes. The 80s rock era. It, it, it got us our start, Trent. It did. And we never let go. No. Some people gonna, let go. Yeah. Speaking of never letting go, Steelheart will never let you go. Oh, Lord. And they're coming here July 26th. Yes. That's sponsored by DEB Concerts, but that is actually out at Safari Joe's. H2O Water Park. Gotcha. Where most of their shows at our Ideal Ballroom. And the next one, Ideal Ballroom, is before that, it's July 13th. Dokken is returning. And Dokken's got Rocket Science and Doxy with them. Nice. Both those bands have been on this podcast before, so check that out. Actually, Chris McCarville from Dokken has been on here as well. Check that out. Yeah. So you got something from all three acts there. And then we got later in the month, July 28th at Ideal, Bisto Blanco. With Driver and Down for Five opening up, both of them have been on here as well. Bisto Blanco is not, though, but maybe they will around that time. You never know. One can only hope. Yeah. Chuck Garrick, the bass player for Alice Cooper, Calico Cooper, the daughter of Alice Cooper, are both in that band. And then in August, we've got Faster Pussycat coming with Don Jameson, and that also features Dead Metal Society, who has been on this podcast a few times. Of course. A couple different members, nine... And Jason Gilardi. Yes. And then we've got, they've got December 8th, I believe it is, LA Guns coming back to the IDO. Awesome. And I can guarantee you there'll be quite a few things between July and December to oh, talk about here shortly. Yeah, surely. But yeah, DB Concerts, big fan of what these guys are doing. Ideal Ballroom, great place. Tom Green and everybody over there, kick-ass venue. So very happy to have them sponsoring this podcast. All right, well. Let's jump back, I guess, to the oldest thing that we need to talk about, which yes. is about a week and a half ago, you went to Bands Against Bullying. Yes. Number two. I Number believe. two in Neosho, Missouri. And uh, we stayed out there for, for a pretty good portion of the day. Um, it, it was, a, you know, it was well attended. It was a great cause. Uh, Chris Taylor put on a fucking awesome day. A lot of stuff going on. And... I just want to give him an extra special shout out because he threw his back out and he still kept walking around doing stuff. No even shit. though he was like kind of like half bent over, he was still walking around doing stuff and, you know, making sure stuff happened. Um, so, I mean, he, he really went above and beyond. So major props to him for, uh, you know, keeping the show going. But uh saw a sign of lies. I don't know that I've ever seen them yet. You probably would know if I have or not. I think I, mean, I saw him sometimes, at the, you know. No, I can remember I saw him, the time I saw him was at, or the second time I saw him, first time I saw him was in Oklahoma City, you weren't there. The second okay. time was at Badass Renee's, but it, they played late and it was a day you had to work at like five in the morning. Oh, okay, I yeah, I think I, yeah, I do remember that. Well, I saw him and they were badass, you know, they were heavy, um, you know, they had a, a 
they had a young vibe going on. And they're going to play the uh, the old Thunder Underground Fest. That's right. How awesome is that? That's pretty awesome. I remember one thing I remember stood out is their guitarist was fucking phenomenal. Yes, yes. He was fucking, I mean, get out of here. The whole band was great. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Um, <clears throat> saw Reliance Code. Uh, they, they were awesome. Uh, I had first time to see him with her new guitar player. Oh, that's and, right. And uh, he threw down. Um, you know, uh, I thought it was... It was pretty pretty cool that I think it was the very Saturday after the new Tremonti record had come out, and Josh Ar- Josh Roach already had a Tremonti shirt on of the new album. <laughs> oh, he probably got like a pre-order. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't yeah. mess around. Or it's Josh Roach. Tremonti probably just sent that shit directly to him. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they were great as always. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with Reliance Code. Um, I, you know, at this point, what, what more do you say that we haven't said about them already, you know? Right. Um, it was awesome. So, um, and then, you know, big one, a big one was Severmind with their new singer. Was this actually their first performance? It wasn't was. It? And I thought, I thought somewhere, uh, I thought somewhere they had played a gig before, but no, this was the first gig with that. And I really, I was super fucking impressed. I mean, not to take away from, you know, Heath and what he had going on. Um, but if they were to find somebody to, to, to fill that role, this is perfect. You know, uh, he had a, he had a great presence. Uh, he interacted with the crowd and I mean, he sounded good. He plays, you know, so I mean, they, they really, it really gives Severmind a, a new dimension. Um, so. You know, there, there's the heaviness there, but there's also a little bit of just, uh, I, I don't know. It's, you know, just, he was just a great front man and it just adds a new dimension. And I'm excited to see where they go with this. Yeah. You know, so. And they're playing Thunder Underground Fest as well, right? Well, look at that. They sure are. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, Claim Your Enemy, our first show back with Devin in what, six, seven months. Yeah. Um, they were on it as usual. You know, uh, he was, Devin was, you know, running around like a madman, like usual. <laughs> you know, it, it, we've come to expect that and his vocals were spot on. Uh, you know, I mean, I can't say enough good stuff about this band. Um, you know, Travis is a badass drummer. All the guys kick ass, you know, it was just, uh, it was good to, <clears throat> hadn't seen that in a, in a while, so it was good to see. So, right. yeah, I mean... Um, and what are they playing? Huh? What are they playing? Oh, they're playing Thunder Underground Fest as well. That's right. So, look at that. <laughs> so, my question is, I've seen... You know, I didn't get to go last year either. I've seen the pictures, and it looks like... Is this just like... Is this a stage that's always there? I think so, yeah. It looks, looks like, like it's, it's part a, kind of built... Yes, it's it, it, it's a it's a motorcycle shop. And they've got a little green out there to the side in the stage. It's permanent stage, I'm pretty sure. I think okay. they probably have like shows out there on the weekends in the summer or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, and there's booths set up and, you know, this and that. And so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. DMG Productions. Yes, yes. Always doing good things. Always, always. Well, let's play some music. Yes, let's, let's going to play a band that's relatively new, I believe, out of Salisaw, Oklahoma, called Shadows Remain, and this song is called Lies. Where I've been 
Lies from Shadows Remain. That's their brand new first single from that band out of Salisa, Oklahoma. That features Cody Peebles, who you may remember from Reliance Code in the past. Yes. So what do you think of that? Man, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was you great. Know, it's fucking catchy, but then it gets all fucking heavy and shit, and the guitar solo is fucking awesome. Um, it's just, uh, it, it is a good vibe. Yeah, it's got a lot of, like, it's com- combination, like like you said, a catchy melodic rock track mixed with, like, a really heavy track. You know, I mean, those two vibes put together. Yeah. And, I mean, I love the vocals and the chorus. Just a great track, so I'm really excited to see what these guys have coming up. Check them out online, Facebook, Shadows Remain. This past weekend, you saw Texas Hippie Coalition. Yes, I did. Do you want to go into that? Um, Yeah, I'll go <laughs> okay. into it. <clears throat> I just say that because, you know, both of us have just been neither here nor there about yeah. that band. So, but yeah. you went and checked them out. So, I was wondering what your went thoughts were. Went to Oklahoma were. City. Well, Driver was awesome as always. You know, they opened up the show. Um, Jude was not there again. He broke his leg. Seriously? Yes. He broke his knee, I think they said. Um, Holy shit, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, Brandon showed me the x-ray. Um, and so, that kind of sucked. So, you know... Best wishes to Jude, you know, get well. Yeah, because last time we saw him, he had food. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was sick. Yeah, so, so, but I mean, they, you know, they were awesome as they always are. I mean, you know, I can't tell you again, you know, what, you know, Brandon adds to this group. You know, it's just a complete positive. Um, uh, Buckshot was great. I really enjoyed them. Um, you know, we saw them open for a Scattered Hamlet, I believe. Was that, was that them? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I knew um, the name. I was trying to remember when I saw him. And, and you know, and I noticed what I what I dug was, you know, a few, a couple of them would, you know, they had a couple different guys would take the leads on lead vocals on songs. Um, the lead guitar player had an insane voice. They're really cool. It was really really cool seeing them again. And uh, you know, like you said, you know, we've always been kind of neither here nor there about THC. Um, but I enjoyed the show. Um, uh, you know, I know that I, I think they've had some, you know, they've, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've had some lineup changes. They kind of went through some stuff, right? I they think every time, like, yeah. every time you see them in concert, it's a new lineup. Yeah. Well, this, you know, <laughs> this, uh, you know, what they got going now, you know, uh, um, well, hold it. Is Timmy Braun still the yes, drummer? Yes, he's the drummer. I know yes. he's been there a while. So, so he's I'm been there saying, a while, but, yeah. but the, you know, the three guys up front, you know, the two guitar players and the bass player. Um, I mean, uh, I saw a those guys are great. They're young. Uh, you know, they've got the look, the long hair whipping around that those guys can play like a motherfucker, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. It was a good show. I had a good time. Well, yeah, I saw a video that our friend Shannon Palmer posted. She yes. was like right on the front row of yeah. the, of a solo from the lead guitarist. And yeah. It was pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, the, the, those guys, those guys did not fuck around. So they're really cool to watch for sure. Cool. So yeah, I mean it was a good Saturday. Yeah, good to hear. Why not? And you said that the Diamond Barroom have updated their bathroom. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know when we when they, we when we were there for uh, for Super Joint and and we interviewed those bands back there, like you know where they had like the rafter set up and it was oh, like in the right. middle of stuff. I guess that's what it was because I mean they they've totally they're like super nice brand fucking new you know um so yeah they they, they so did. it goes clear back there i thought yes. that was gonna be like offices or something no, well maybe there is because they're i mean i don't know but i just know that they had really nice fucking bathrooms you know so i mean talk about an upgrade because those bathrooms were shitty <laughs> i mean they were shitty and i and i told i i told mel I was like, I'm not wearing flip flops to the show tonight because the bathrooms will be flooded and it will be fucking disgusting. <laughs> it was summer, it was hot, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't because. And, and then look, I could have because they had really nice fucking bathrooms. Well, now you know for the next yes, Diamond Barroom show. Yes. Hey, they, they might have been bad, but they still weren't as bad as the old Kane's Ballroom bathrooms. Oh, before man, they, I don't know. Before they renovated that place. Yeah, but did they ever flood like that real bad? I don't know if they flooded, but they were just gross and just yeah, a big trough were, and like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't like the trough. Yeah. But we don't need to get into that. <laughs> hashtag no trough. Yeah, hashtag definitely no trough. <laughs> 
Well, what else? Well, I went on a... Yes, I I have questions. Okay. T- go ahead. Well, no, I went on a tour with the Booze, Bars, and Guitars Tour that features Sprout the Anti-Hero. Yes. And Dusty Grant. And I went along with them as their driver, you know, and just helped them out. Did merch when they were on stage. and You were the driver, merch girl, all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely hashtag merch girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was the hottest merch girl in every venue we went to. Goddamn right. I, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is great, you know, getting to see those two guys. You know, you hear people talk about that are on tour with someone like, oh, I got to see mm-hmm. so-and-so every night. It was fucking great, you know, yeah. and, which is true. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't get old if the people are good at what they yeah. do and it's good music, you know. And both these guys are great. They both, you know, are playing on their solo stuff as acoustic kind of. What do you call it, like dark acoustic rock? Yeah, that's kind of what I got from both of them. But they both still sound totally different from each yeah, other. Yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, because they obviously have different styles of singing, different style of voices, but their music is also different from each other. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just great to see, you know, we know Sprout, we know what he can do. His, his voice range, this is just another facet mm-hmm. of what this guy can do. And it just shows how well-rounded this guy is and you know i'm just surprised that he's not bigger than he is yes. i mean because king shifter you know made a name for themselves mm-hmm. scream red mutant starting to so maybe he will you know yeah. and i hope this solo stuff does as well yeah definitely and same with dusty grant i mean he used to be in the metal band empire falling out of kansas and you know this is his first foray into solo stuff and this was actually his first tour you know he's played tons of shows around the area, but never got out on an actual, you know, into Texas and Nebraska and yeah. all the places we went. But, you know, so, and it is cool as well because not only are these guys great musicians, they're great dudes. And, you know, you don't want to be stuck yes. in a car. And basically, you don't, you're not going anywhere without the people you're with if you're on a tour. Yeah. You know, you don't get alone time, really, except for when you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you want the people to not be assholes. Yeah, definitely. And so it was really easy because both these guys you could sit there and talk to for hours in the car and not get boring or old. Yeah. You know that about Sprout for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. And Dusty's the same way. Well, good, man. That's awesome to hear. Well, my my question is, where did you guys sleep every night? Well, that's another thing. I mean, we it was different every night, obviously, and they had, you know, people they knew in each place that we stayed with yeah. pretty much. Like when we were in Omaha, we stayed with Dusty's friend, Chris Halpenny, and, you know, he just invited us over to his house, and we stayed there, and same thing, like, in Denton, or when we played in the Dallas area, we stayed in Fort Worth with T.J. Hutchins, okay. who's a friend of a lot of people, you know, he's had, like, King Shifter and Scattered Hamlet, and gotcha. um, tons of different bands come through at his house, you know, yeah. I think he runs, like, Texas Hippie Coalition's one of their big Facebook groups or something. Gotcha, okay. So, you know, he's well-known, and... The hard rock circle there in Dallas. Yeah. And then, like, we stayed with, um, stayed with Brian Griffins and, uh, Griffiths, excuse me, in Tonganoxie, Kansas, when we played the biker rally. Cool. Because cool. he was the promoter of that thing. And, oh, okay. You know, as well, he's known Sprout for a long time. So him and his wife let us stay at their house, which is very cool. Hell yeah. What I'm forgetting. You know, in between there. Well, we stayed at Dusty's house as well. Yes. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we went to Winfield, that wasn't far from Wichita. But yep. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of like any tour, whenever you're not pulling in buttloads of cash, you know, do what you can. And it's always great when there's cool people out there that's willing to, yeah. to help you out, you know. And all these people fed us as well, which is amazing. That is that is awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, kudos to them for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, and Sprout had mentioned a couple times that it was the think he said the easiest and most laid back and fun tour that he's ever done because he said there was no nothing ever went wrong the whole time well good and so i mean is this something that i mean is as your first experience doing this kind of thing did it did it, you know is it what you'd expected or is it better than you expected or it's just it's kind of what i expected it to be mm-hmm. but i mean yeah it might be better because i went into it not knowing i mean i knew sprout but yeah. i never hung out with him for seven days straight yeah yeah, yeah. but and I'd never hung out with Dusty in my life. Yeah. I'd talked to him, but, um, so yeah, that was the only thing going into it. I'm like, I wonder if this might be weird, just not knowing yeah. Dusty at all and kind of knowing Sprout and yeah. 
So that kind of exceeded expectations. Good, man. And so I think this, if I was going to do something like this, this was a great one to start on because it wasn't in a a setting of like five guys in a band where one of them might be a douchebag and then you got a trailer full of shit, you got a haul. This was two guys with two acoustic guitars, um, you know, bags with their pedals or chords or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And then some merch. Yeah. That's the extent of everything that we had to haul in and out. Like we could, after the second show, we were loading shit up within three and a half minutes or something. It was crazy. That's cool. So, so is this something you'd want to do again? Oh yeah, definitely do it. I mean, it's just a cool experience to be able to travel around and see, like I've never, I've drove through Omaha a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but I've never been to Omaha. Yeah. You know, so I got to hang out there for a night and that's cool. Well, that's another thing. I, well, I told you that, but I posted the picture, but I hung out with Kate from through the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Her husband, Chris, talked to them about their new music and everywhere we went, you know, you meet yeah. new people, get to see new places. I'd been to a single venue we went to, except when it went through Tulsa, yeah, obviously. Yeah, true. At that's the awesome, Yeah. But yeah, so it's cool places in Norman and that biker rally was a deal for charity for Bikers Against Child Abuse. And that okay. was an all-day festival, and that was really cool. Saw tons of great bands there. Yeah. A band called the 909, which kind of had like a punk feel to them. And then a band called the Green River Kings. Yeah. And they had more of just kind of like a hard rock vibe to them, you know, along the lines of like Grind or something. Mm-hmm. Both those bands were great. So. Yeah. And then AJ Gaither was another one I mentioned. Yeah, you told me about him. Yeah, I got to check him out. Yeah, everybody needs to check this guy out. Gotcha. You know, it's just like rootsy Americana stuff, but just like off the deep end, you know, about dope and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all the great, all the stuff you want to hear about, you know. Hell yeah. But playing a cigar box guitar. There, yeah, which is awesome. I want to get one of those. Yeah. I always wanted one of those. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, in the, um, you told me about them moving the car i saw the video of it after you told me about that oh yeah i thought that was pretty fucking awesome yeah you know and dusty's caption was to be fair we we announced it six times yeah Yeah, they got up on the on the stage and announced it over and over the type of car and what it was and it was just blocking the entrance like the artist entrance to pull trailers in there to unload and shit and i mean they gave them a good 30 minutes yeah and then finally they just said we're gonna might have to somehow move this thing and sprout jumped up and said i'll do it and then like several other people said me too and so you know when you're at a biker rally yeah there's obviously enough big dudes that can help exactly so like 10 or 12 guys got over there sprout and dusty and a bunch of other people and so i just took pictures i'm like they don't need my help i'm a little dude <laughs> to these guys. <laughs> that's awesome that's yeah. fucking rock and roll right there yeah <laughs> well good man awesome well hell yeah i just said awesome again awesome Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, is it CJ Pierce time? I think so. Yeah, we recorded this actually at Rocklahoma. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, going back, it was actually the first uh, first day of bands playing, which was the Thursday pre-party, and as above, so below played late that night. Yeah. We talked about that on the Rocklahoma review. They had a great set, so go back and check that out to hear what we had to say about that. But yeah, CJ Pierce, we, you know, got, got to sit down with him before, before that set, mm-hmm. talked to him for a while. Like we mentioned, he'd been on here a couple years ago, so it's cool to catch back up. Yeah. And, yeah. Super cool dude. Super, super great guy to talk to. Yeah. Very easy to talk to. He's always got a lot to say and mm-hmm. it's always interesting. It's not just your typical crap, you know, from someone just trying to promote themselves. So that's right. Very glad to be able to have him back on here as he mentions in this. Check out the new stuff from As Above, So Below, which should be coming here this summer. Yeah. And, of course, Drowning Pool new stuff should be later in the year, probably. Can't wait. Yeah. BeThoneUnderground.com, DrowningPool.com. Here's CJ Pierce of Drowning Pool and As Above, So Below. Yeah, we were just a little while ago hanging out in the campground with a buddy of ours, and he said when he was in the military, 
they tested nuclear or missiles that were used for nuclear warheads and every time they tested them the background music for their thing was bodies jesus i've seen a lot of stuff um i think you know again support the troops it's friends and family and they got the hardest job in the world so i, I we definitely support the troops on that on that level and uh, we did a lot of uso stuff and, and i love it because you go there especially people that are on bases even if they're not in a war zone they're still away from their family for like yeah. a year you know we played in guam we played in honduras um we just played uh there's just so many this year and it's great to give them that to see that sense of like they feel like that home in a rock show so they get that mental break for a minute so it's cool man the song has been used body's been used for a lot of stuff and it continues yeah. and i'm i'm i was tripping out you know a couple like, years ago the fact it's still around but now like it's like 18 years i think let's, yeah. not, let's not do math my knees hurt when we do math and my ankles hurt <laughs> but i'm just amazed because it keeps coming up people keep asking to use it and, and i think that's I got a song that freaking works, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eternally grateful. And it's a fun fucking song to play, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it it's so it fun is. to play. People cover it and they play it. And dude, I've seen other bands cover it. I just went and did a School of Rock thing in Houston last weekend. And they, they, the director asked me if I'd come up and, and, and do a song with the kids at the end of the night. So I got on stage. I had like all these little practice amps and I had like all the kids with their guitars. There's like 10 guitars and, <laughs> and five bass players. And yeah. um, Paul Crosby jumped on the drums from yeah, Saliva. Formerly of Survive or whatever, and we play bodies with these kids, and it was <laughs> freaking amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you sorry, like I extended on that on that. You didn't even ask a question. I'm just talking. <laughs> that's no, that's want. good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> when you do stuff like that with kids, do a lot of them know your stuff? Oh yeah, they all know. Um, and uh, I do some teaching. Um, it's a school called the Sound Foundation, a buddy of mine, Norman Matthews owns, and I uh, I teach there on occasion. The thing is, uh, two years ago we had some time off, and I got students, and you come close with your students, and I was teaching them. But then when I started going on tour. Because um, it's not only music, it's got a little bit of a therapy session too, man, you know? Yeah. So I became really close. So I didn't want to do that reconnection and have to keep bouncing out because that's like your parents leaving, you know, it's like that, you know. Yeah, I had like kids calling me on the road and need to talk about stuff. Oh, wow. Wow. So I, I, you get close like that. Um, so I'm not able to like teach on, on the regular. So I go in and do like, you know, like a thing here and there and stuff for kids. But I do a lot of stuff with the Sound Foundation more so than anything. In yeah, Dallas, we Texas. Had, we had you on a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah, Matt, we have a, um, well, he has a, a Strangers Angels project. Okay. Um, yeah. And today I'm opening up the can of worms in the bag or whatever. But him and I have been writing together a lot lately. Oh, and, wow. uh, pretty much a, like a whole record. So I've been writing, recording, and producing it. Him and I sit down and just, it, it's become really easy. It's like we come to the house like two, three hours and we'll bang out a song because yeah. we're just like, He's on fire, I'm on fire, and it's just some people you can write with and you just flow. I didn't know we would have that connection. I've been friends with them for years. Just never had the time to sit down and write with them. Because I'm still writing Dranable stuff, and I'm doing As Above, So Below, which I'm just about done finishing our second EP. It'll be done by June 16th. I wanted to have it done by today, but I have 40 songs I can give you guys later on. One of them's an ACDC cover. <laughs> but those about to rock the Dave Grohl coffee version. <laughs> Very fast. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's cool that you know kids. I mean, I've I've found. I mean, I don't know. Kids can teach you so much that you didn't even know. Yeah. That like shit that you ha didn't even realize. It's also to where they remind you like like that basically like they get so excited about you know teach a lot of AC pieces yeah. on three chords and you like how powerful that if I just because yeah. you know I'm still more busy it's like well, let's just let that ring out for a minute man <laughs> I don't have to keep moving my, my fingers like dying back you know just yeah. let it ring out <laughs> uh, no it's awesome and all these students man everybody has their own style and it's, it's awesome to see like a 12 year old 13 year old kid especially the ones that are just like wailing dude I got a guitar at 12 hours like clank you know it took me I'm still trying to figure it out I got six strings I know how three of them work the other three I, I, I'm getting there <laughs> takes time you know but these kids they got that shit down yeah, man yeah, it's amazing yeah, it's, it's mind blowing and the fact that 12 13 year old kids love that, like these are metal kids and they don't play that on the radio especially the older stuff it's like how do, how do you even know what this is like yeah. we're not listening to none of that on the radio yeah it's like you have to be a parent or yeah they, they do that but it's awesome to see that man and it's metal still alive and well yeah. I'm a teacher young and sound. I got in the teacher mode. I didn't know I was getting the teacher mode. <laughs> but I love it. I, I love it. I really do yeah. love it. I saw that thing a while back. You did a master class there as well. Was that yeah, I did one. for adults, right? I did the or master class. No, I had students and adults there. Oh, okay. anyone. Um, I did that a few weeks ago with Norman. And um, when I get back on the clinics and stuff again, it's fun to do that. I, I had a different view on it because a lot of these guitar virtuosos do clinic classes and they're just in there wailing and it's like so I'm like you know what I'm more of a rock dude metal dude I keep up on my my chops but um no nah, it's I have a new like kind of class that I mean I want to do that whenever I can just to share the knowledge man um 
Is it Maybe. just all about technique and stuff? or Oh, uh, well, just everybody has a different approach, right? Yeah. And, uh, and over the years, I learned a lot of stuff. When we toured with Damage Plan, and uh, you know, Don was a good friend, um, just hanging out with Don, just shooting shit like we are. Like, he sit there with a the guitar, and he has this, like, a little warm-up thing that he does that's just his thing. And hanging out with Zach Wilde, you know, and you see him warming up before a show, and he's doing this thing. And you and me in the corner of my eye, I'm like, what the fuck are you all doing over there, bro? Yeah. Keep an eye on. Yeah. Sorry, I keep using cut bros. You can bleep. Oh, now we're good. Um, so, like, I kind of picked up their stuff like a little bit of what they do to warm up and on top of mine so I like, I like to share that like, I was watching you know hanging out with Dom and he was, this is his, his warm up thing like like verbatim and this is what he was doing and, come on squeeze let's do this thing <laughs> that's what, exactly how I said it <laughs> <laughs> well talking about as above so below you've got this new EP coming out is this like self produced you said yeah I produced it all and um, we all write together um, it's awesome playing the band with my brother you know him and I have been tight I took my brother I don't know if I it was a good thing or a bad thing, but right when he graduated from high school, he knew what he wanted to do. It's right when we got signed and we went on Ozfest 2001. He was like 18. I'm like, come on, brother, be my guitar tech. Yeah. Come see the world. Yeah. After yeah, that, yeah. he was just like, oh, I want to be a singer rock band. <laughs> and years and years, he did his own thing. And, um, and the thing with As Above So Below, I wanted it to develop on its own. I didn't call it any favors. I'm not riding on the, the DD coattail or anything like that. I've never done that. I just wanted it to be its own thing. And then these guys have been very patient because it's been since... 2012 we've been doing stuff and we do small things here and there um, and we've been working on these songs uh, for the last three years but the thing is we reattack them and, and we produce you know it's not like we're on the machine level where you just throwing stuff out there like, like I want it to be good um, and it's fun and we all everybody's happy with it it's almost done I'll, I'll give you guys a couple songs um, before we head out and uh, should have it out on the 16th but uh, it's just different you know it's different stuff it's still like it's somewhere between I mean I love Perfect Circle and Tool but also love you know Pantera Metacolor so it's like old school new school heavy stuff it, it's definitely heavy um, and uh, Drummer Joey's does a lot of technical stuff some other gets a little technical bass player Regis that we have now is a very technical dude so that, that brings another element to it which is fun you know but, uh, so so when when do you know that you want to produce it yourself, or you need someone else to come um, in, or you, you know, it's know nice it to have. Much, so. I think it depends on. Uh, well, at least now in my experience, it just depends on on the project and who you're working with. Because like like someone like Norman Matthews with the Strangers Angels, like he wrote a bunch of stuff and produced it himself. Um, but I think he was kind of hitting a, a brick wall on, on the writing stuff with it, and he, he's got some people in his camp that are like, you know, maybe we should get out, try to get out the box. So he, he comes over and he just lets me have total control. So I get to be the outside here of what Norman's vision is, but then I get to write my stuff and it came together. Um, same thing with Brother and these guys, like, you know, you know, they're great. Like Max, Tarpa is a great songwriter. Like he brings stuff to the table, so I do get into producer mode, and I bring my stuff and then on to the plate as well. So, but with Drowning Pool, because we're, I mean, we're friends and family, and I love Mike, love Stevie, love Jason Moreno. We're tighter now than we've ever been. This is our third record with Jason Moreno. Right. So, um, with us, and all of us being songwriters as we are, like, it's equal sequels, so we need an outside producer to come in and produce Drowning Pool, because I'm too close to home to that. So, yeah. it makes sense in that position. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't produce a Drowning Pool record because I would be too close to it, because that is really, that's like, straight up, he was me, you know, like, as you know it, with, with bodies and, and, everything, and everything since then. So, but it's fun. All things music, man. My life is like, I'm very fortunate. Like, you know, it's still a broke ass musician, man. I'm like, I don't have a fancy house, nice car, and I don't need any of that shit. But um, I, I get to do music, I give in the morning, and it's a responsibility. Like, I want to write good rock music and metal for music itself, not like, look at me. I mean, I, I, I get it, you know, like, I, I'm very fortunate. So now it's like, I respect it. And I want to put out good fucking metal yeah, rock music yeah. behind. So that's what I do, man. Lucky me. One drink before the show, though. Right? And, One. and then after. That's after what happens. Story. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're writing, or say you're just sitting around writing a riff, do you know right then what it's for? Or is it something? Um, I just write, you know. I stop. Uh, unless I'm on a project or on a certain thing and we want to do something that's like, you know, we have a focus, like I did. But um, I just write now. Just write, write, write. And like, you know, some stuff simmers for a few years or some stuff. It's like happens instantly. It, 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 sometimes you come up with lyrics and melody. And sometimes they come up on the guitar, the bass, the drums. So it, it really depends. Sometimes you just grab a damn kazoo. Been on yeah. kazoo lately. I, there's a reason why. I had a long car trip with my lady a few weeks ago, and uh, we had went to the guitar center earlier that day. And a little girl grabbed the kazoo, and she was all about it. So um, we got a couple of kazoos, and you know, a tool. I think it was a duck call, but 
So her and I, we start kazooing too, like three hours. No, no music, no radio, wow. no lights, no music, just kazoos. We kazoo the whole tour. It's awesome. She knows that I know it about kazooing and harmony, like harmony no, kazoos, I like. Think so. <laughs> but but sometimes that's what it takes to just spur something. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's the cool stuff. That's yeah, it's been stuff. Uh, it's been a good year for me in writing, like. I've been doing a lot and, and yeah. it flows and they different things so it's like keep you interested as different projects for different things and then to keep the peace as well like you know it's, I feel like we're all big friends and family you know on, on across the board Jason Reno has some stuff he does on the side so does Stevie um, you stay on the side but um, I don't know I just support everybody in their projects and today's you know today I get to play with my brother and yeah, yeah, he yeah. played last week in Houston and killed it and it was fun man <laughs> it was so fun to watch him it was his birthday show so he didn't drink at all for the show but as soon as he said, you know, after the first song, his birthday, shots are coming, shots are coming, yeah. different shots, beer, <laughs> vodka, whiskey, and we're going through, we get nine songs into it, getting close to, you know, set, and he's like, so, like, uh-oh, brother's about to lose it, man. All right, last song. So, <laughs> so eight or nine songs. Yeah, brother, how in there? Dude, the <laughs> shots were coming. Yes. <laughs> like, and like, three or four shots a song. So, yeah. good for him, man. He was hurting the next day, but he is a trooper and young man. Then again, he's 10 years younger than me. Uh, yeah. Something happened hey, at 45, dude. That, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's how you know you had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was his birthday show. Man. Yeah, we yeah, were just so. the third year we did um, a birthday show for him. So. But yeah, man, new music has about So Below, which ran a pool, man. We have so many songs. Um, it's now we're at the point where we're just trying to narrow down to what songs we want to put on the next Dranable mm-hmm. record, um, figuring out what producer we want to work with, kind of fine tuning that stuff. So. Um, I should be in the studio here very soon. We're trying to pull. We want to get something out by the end of the year. Uh, as above, so below stuff. I'm trying to get out by Janu- uh, June 16th and um, play with these guys while we're kind of writing at home, writing over with trying to pull. So it's that, that seesaw, you know, right. yeah. the balance. Um, and then we'll see what happens with Norman. You know, Norman's chomping at the bit now. Yeah. But um, it's not done yet. <laughs> so that's still a work in progress. <laughs> but it's getting close, man. I love working with Norman. He's a great guy. And uh, it's fun, like, to push him out of his, because he wants to get out of his comfy zone. So, I'm like, all right, come on, I'll beat you up a little bit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sing it again. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> well, is it, as above, so below, something you think you guys would ever take on a full scale tour? Or? You know, for me in the beginning, it, it, it was so fun. I, and I know, like, because it was really um, my brother, Max Chandler, um, with Joey on drums, and now we have Regis on bass. So, Max broke, broke his wrist. That's kind of how I got into that. Right after I got done recording the first four song EP in 2012, booked a couple shows and he couldn't play them. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play them. I know how they go. <laughs> and I'll write it. And then I just, then we started writing together. But I feel bad because it's an off and on thing. I, I would love for them to do stuff when I'm busy with Drown Pool, but they, they want to wait um, until I'm around to do it. But this last, like the new song is coming out now, like, like the last year or so, like we really like get, get in there and find the tune I tune these songs as well, and uh, everybody everybody is happy with everything in the song. This is great. Being a band where everybody's on the same page, and and we do a lot of freeform stuff too. Um, or like we're like I like try to mess with the other guys on stage. Like the song goes like this, but I'll try to do something a little different. Try to throw Joey off, like literally in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Try to do a little different timing on the riff, and then he'll look at me and he'll do that, and then I'll try to throw me off. So like <laughs> you have fun with it because you yeah. can do that, you know, with this with what we're doing anyway. So. I do that with Mikey every now and then. When he's in a good mood, man, we had a couple of shows where we're messing with each other on stage. But that's music, man. You get comfortable with it and having fun with it. So, yeah. This is great, dude. This weather's awesome. Glad we're playing this year. You know, had a good time last year. We played Sunday. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. But yeah. this place was packed still. Like, people yeah. were hanging on to the rock show. Yeah, it was no, awesome, uh, dude. Yeah. They will be. They will be here no matter what. There's not so. a. There's really not a bad time slot on this yeah, stage. No, nah, it's, it's already packed yeah, over here. Yeah, this yeah. is the party, man. It's yeah, the pre party, right? Our our thing is we we want to see everything, but you can't make the plans point when we're out here. No, nah. so fucked up or so scattered <laughs> yeah. with some. You know, I got to get see this guy or this guy. Right. You see a little bit of this and a little bit. Yes, of that. exactly. Yeah, yeah, come across yeah. over time. Y'all doing the whole press thing this whole weekend and everything? No, I'm so. working. Just like driving yeah, people around and stuff. So, I get the job. Yeah. So this so, is the only thing we you got. You are it. Oh wow, man! <laughs> I, hope I, I, hope, I hope I've been good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's awesome. <laughs> well, so speaking of festivals, do you? Enjoy playing them as much as a headline gig in the club um, or something. Or? Dude, I love it all uh, for different reasons. It's nice, like here, like they have the freaking lights and the big PA, we the big show on. I love that. You know, we just did um the music. I'm um, sorry, music repertoire. I just had a flashback. 
Thanks, sir. Um, we did a Make America Rock Again tour. It's Scott Stablo. It was the last run we did with Trying to Pull. It was great because we did a lot of arena rock and like the, we had the big show, like the big oh, yeah. stage. Yeah. But I love the clubs, man. I love like small clubs, like because that's that's. I would go to like Tipitinas and stuff in New Orleans when I grew up and and, and out to the House of Blues and all that stuff. But um, I like the small, hot, sweaty club um, shows that we do, and the fact that I can like physically meet everybody at, at a small club with a couple hundred people yeah. Yeah. Uh, versus a festival where you, you can't meet ten thousand, one thousand people. But you still meet some. But um. It's just different vibes in both, you know. It's it's always different every night, even though, you know, I may be playing the same song, and, and I, I never get like I still don't understand how musicians could like get bored or like over playing their songs because <laughs> the fans react different. Like every town you go to, it's a different thing. So it, it it is different every night, even if it's never really the same song. If I play bodies, it's like. That person just jumped out of the barricade tonight and yeah. like, cracked their nose like, dude, I did this on your show. Blood. <laughs> ah. Like, look at this guy. One dude, one guy to me, he did this on uh, Rock Fest in Kansas City. Last time we played it. We're doing the radio. He's like, he's got a cigarette. He's like, dude, I love you guys. He's burning his neck. Good I'm like, stop. Just stop. Nah, man. Rich Andrews in our <laughs> <laughs> burning his neck. I'm like, all right, crazy rock fan. Calm down. Right? Whatever gets you there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it's, yeah, it's the fans that make it. It, it is. Yeah. It's not a, yeah. that, that is a true and a honest statement. Like it, That's what makes it for me. And I, and I do. I love hanging out with the rock fans and all the like-minded people yeah. that like the same stuff that we like, man. We, but in festival shows, you have a chance to win over a lot of people, too, that might not have seen you otherwise. You, you, know? you do, because a lot of people are here for different bands yeah. throughout the day. I love the mix of it. Man, we, we did a couple of runs, too. We do, we do USO stuff, and, and we do stuff with troops. And there's a few shows they did where they had a country band, they had a rap band, and we were the rock band. And it was a nice mix of styles and, and mix of people that like what they like. And uh, it's music, and it's good music, it's good music. Uh, and I loved it all. Like, that was great. And that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. So is this yeah. your third time here? And you play once with Johnny Pool and twice now? Um, I played with Johnny Pool here twice. Oh, twice. Okay. I think it was twice. Like, hang on, because I did come hang out. I know we played here. Uh, the last, we, Stain was headlining the last time we played. Oh, okay, so it's been a while. With Drana Pool. No, So it's been a while. Jesus, he got me so I high, didn't too. even get Thank that. You <laughs> said that. Good God. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, because didn't As Above So Below was scheduled two or three years ago, right? And you guys had to cancel or something. Um, I remember right. Was Drana Pool on it? And we might have. A lot of stuff goes on maybe in the scenes, and it's like. Yeah. But we're still like, you know, like once or twice a week, you know, like a month, I'm sorry, like every other weekend, kind of Drana Pool. We still go out and play yeah. during this. But we're like in the. Let's say writing process. We pretty much have what we need. I'm kind of more like the beat the tunes we have now, pick what we have, and try to like see which ones are going to make the record something for record. Because it's important to me still that you put a record on, you can listen to it from front, start to finish, front to back, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's it, still like some of your favorite records, the ones you can put in and leave in, and it, it makes sense. It's a cohesive thing. So, so we have again, being the fact that Stevie does write a lot now, Jason Lerner writes a lot. I write. We have so much. It's like finding what's the next compilation of stuff we want. Yeah. And I'm always like, I like everything we have, but I, I gotta beat it. They're not in the yeah. studio yet. Yeah. I gotta beat it. I gotta beat it. So. Yeah. I, I, do you do you like that? Everybody throwing in or just? Oh, uh, I love it. I, it feels more like like a band when you do that. Like yeah. in the beginning, you know, I was I was such a I came in. You know, Mike and I, my drummer Mike Lewis and I were you know, writing together in New Orleans, but friends since high school. And uh, Stevie had just started getting the drum thing going in, in Dallas, but. We needed a drummer and a guitar player. We needed a singer and a bass player. So it just came together. Um, but I wrote in the beginning, I was just like, you know, I was like, yeah. And slowly Stevie starts bringing stuff in. And we've been through a few different singers. So every time we make that change, you know, Mike and Stevie and I got closer and like more of like who we are. And we all started writing more. And uh, Jason's just a talented dude. Um, like so many different styles of music. And he's fun to write with as well. So like, I like the, the evolution of the band. Um, that the Drenable now is pure Drenable. It's us for showing you what we all are now. Yeah. Uh, tighter than ever before. Dude. It's monumental to me to make a third record with the same singer and, and, and hopefully a hunt yeah. forever, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, finally, we finally, like, maybe 18, 20 years, but yeah. now, now we got this, now we got it down, all right? I don't have to worry about who's that guy. I just, like, the new guy, like, who is he? I don't even know. He's just some guy on stage. Yeah. I don't, I, he might be different next week, but with Jason, no, man, we solid, dude. And uh, all great dudes are like, we're like, again, it, those, those guys are my family and it's like tired and send them to play my brother's family so yeah here it's family shows family rock shows around yeah. the pool and has above <laughs> so below and strange as angels you know yeah the norman now 
Right on. So what's... Cameron, did you mention that? Is that something you guys are going to be recording this year? Um, I've recorded a lot of stuff with the Norman already. Okay. I mean, what's going to come out? Um, yeah, he has a lot of stuff ready to go, but I think the first part of what he brought to the table, and then what we're doing now, this is a little different, so now it's kind of getting that point to where it's almost getting like, well, this seems like the direction's kind of going a little bit more this way, so we might have to cut a few and get a couple new ones. Oh, okay. Kind of like that. But um, he's a talented dude, man. And he's just that guy, he's that kid in town that just never got shot. Almost got it, almost got it. Every time he got every, uh, like, we fell ass backwards into great things in Drown and he just got that shaft. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's hanging in there. And he's, again, he, he deserves a shot, man. He's got the biggest heart of anybody to know. I mean, he's the one that owns, you know, Sound Foundation. He's, he's the one running the whole thing, teaching the kids. Like, he is a true music lover, and that's that's why it's great to uh, write with him as, as well. Yeah, that last Murder of Him record was great. Yeah. It was so great, right? Yeah. And it got yeah, so it fucking screwed, dude. People didn't hear it, you know? yeah. yeah, they toured with you. They came out and did a couple of weeks with us um, in Dranapool, and, and it was awesome to see him every night, man. He's a great front man. He's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and a good dude. Yeah. And a straight dude. He was drinking on some of his parties. I love that. Right. Yeah. Jason yes. Moreno's like that. Um, singers before that, but not so much like that. <laughs> so I, I appreciate the singers to warm up their voice. No offense. Hey, I do. Look, I'll take it. All right. I have a drink during there, whatever. It's rock and roll. Right. It's not cool to break stuff anymore. And you yeah. have to pay for it. And it's expensive. <laughs> so just knock something over, gingerly, hit the floor, and pick it back up. <laughs> Last time we had you on, you talked, you told couple stories about Dimebag and I was just curious what were some of your favorite Pantera songs oh man we um oh god it's tough like on the way up we listened to a lot of whole records just like you know whenever I pick something and um we put up for Trent Killer listen to Trent Killer the whole way up here from Dallas it's yeah. killer man oh, I love Don D he was so great so like insanely talented another guy that loved music and I love rock fans. We bring him on the bus, we bring him to the backstage, and get him hammered drunk. Obviously, and anybody that was around him, it was his goal was to make sure you're having a good time. I'm opening your mouth, I'm pouring this in it. You're gonna have fun. Here's some happy juice and fun juice. Um, constantly learning. And uh, there's a couple. There's a song we have called uh, "Ritual Birth" on the record that that's you know Pantera-ish with, with our style. And I definitely do a hats off. Um, I just finished recording um, the solo last night. Uh, I was up this morning at eight thirty. Finished mixing it and yes. put it on a stick to give to you guys because the only thing I had left to do on that song was uh, the solo. And um, it's it's very, it's, it's you know, that's why I listen to Trinko. I'm like, let me just make sure I didn't, yeah. not, I didn't spank it, but it's just, you, you know, like, uh, it's influence. It's an influence. I'm doing it my own way, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of whammy going on. So I'll do it tonight. You'll see. You yeah. Like, and and that, that's one that, you know, everyone always talks about, you know, vulgar or far beyond, but. You know, Trinkle's fucking yeah. badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was even, even the last record, you know, I didn't... Yeah, 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 totally. It took me a while to come back around to it, but... <laughs> this might be a dumb question, but that last time we interviewed you, one of your texts made us a drink, and I was going to ask you what was in it, because I loved it. <laughs> oh, it was like an orange creamsicle thing or something? Yeah, oh, one. yeah, yeah, we had a... Uh, oh, yeah, there's a thing to that, too. City. Um... So the, the the actual right formula for that because it tastes like an orange push up, right? Yeah. Um, you get sunkiss, but you have to get diet sunkiss because diet sunkiss tastes different than regular sunkiss. Yeah. And then to be very specific, um, it's usually made with vodka, but if you get like a vanilla vodka, but a light vanilla vodka, like a um, Stoli vanilla or something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. with a little of the um, diet sunkiss, it tastes just like the orange push ups. Just like yeah. the, remember chasing ice cream truck? Yeah. The quarters and they're like, do it with the orange creamsicle popsicle. It's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> And it's, it's one of those things that'll get you hammered drunk. But we, we go through phases, too. Like, we don't drink those anymore. Like, every year, it's like, this is a vodka year. Is this a... What year is this? I'm on whiskey kick this year. Like, I yeah, just... I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on the... I've been on the jam, Jameson and maybe a little Telemordu lately. Yeah. Uh, just to mix it up. But after we toured Russia, it was amazing with POD. They would just like... Vodka was... It's just like they said. Everybody that drinks the hell out of vodka, it's not a stereotypical thing. They drink vodka. And people were bringing... <laughs> All types of vodka. Try this, try that. And uh, so, like after that, I was like, I was on the vodka pull out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vodka trip. Hell yeah. But uh, no, I'm on the whiskey. My lady likes the whiskey, and yeah, I'm a big crown, crown royal guy. Yeah. So doing that apple crown. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys may not, may not, may or may not know this story. Right? 
It came up the other day too. So we did a Christmas show in Kansas City with Seven Dust. We had this big blown up Santa Claus and snowman on the side stage, Frosty. <laughs> and it was right when the Apple Crown came out. I'm hanging out with the radio DJ and he has a whole bottle with him. And this is, should you not? It was so good, so smooth, right? Him and I pull out the bottle, blah, blah, blah. We killed this bottle. I go on stage, somewhere in the middle of the set, play 37 stitches. I'm, I'm gone. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember anything until we got home the next day. And I'm face down with all my clothes on. And, um, and I did great. I saw some video. Like I played, I wrote them when I was drunk. So you can play them when you're drunk. That's the trick. <laughs> you have to write the songs drunk so you can go on stage and play them drunk. Because if you write them sober, you, you it's, it's a mess. Yeah. But um, apparently I destroyed Drum Kid and Seven Us is playing, and I was like running and jumping on the Santa Claus. And everybody, they should have pulled me out sooner. Uh, but they just let me. Oh, CJ, just let him do his thing. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't, let, uh, don't let me do my thing. Just you should have took me off stage earlier. <laughs> I did that to Buck Cherry one time too. Sorry, Buck Cherry. <laughs> They know. Well, we we toured with them since then. They're okay yeah. with them, sure. But I was just like, in somewhere in my blacked out moment, I just remembered Josh and Steve going, I love that cocaine! I love that cocaine! Both their faces were just, just look like, what are you doing here right now? While they're playing the song. And then security guy, Bubba, who I know really well, grabbed me and literally threw me off the stage. Just this awesome rock and roll moments. I'm in and out of love. Well, is there, I mean, you've, played with tons of you know huge people and stuff and, like we saw you do that acoustic show with your brother opening for Gene oh, Simmons oh yeah Gene Simmons yeah. man that was yeah. great yeah. Gene's was so cool so, so I know we, we got to interview him and he's and cool as hell man everyone says shit about him but he was the fucking nah, nicest man. fucking yeah. guy he's cool. in the fucking world yeah I think everybody. it's all just an act for the media you know? I think he's a straight shooter and people yeah. get offended when yeah. he's just honest yeah. he's like hey man yeah. this is you know some people get offended by the brutal honesty like, their feelings yeah. get hurt man but he was, he's always a nice <laughs> to us we, I mean we tore a kiss um, back in 2004 yeah. it was crazy they were doing I think it's Poisoning Kiss and and uh, again Brett Michael somebody else who randomly became friends with you know over the years it's like uh, call up Drown but we can't do a couple shows really? <laughs> us? Yeah. let me tell you what it's like to open up for Kiss okay <laughs> there's 10,000 people in front of you you got on stage everybody's there to see Kiss I'm there to see Kiss <laughs> and it's just it's not Poison it's Drown and you, everybody, this is what you're doing. Everybody is wearing kiss makeup. So you play in front of 10,000 Gene Simmons, Paul Stans, A. Freely's, fucking Peter Chris's. Because they're all wearing the makeup. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for shit to get thrown. And we go into bodies and everybody knows it and they're jamming. And it was like, we made it. So um, we survived the, the kiss shows, man. And Gene was cool. And it was funny because um, we were, Dranapool was supposed to do that show. Um, there's, you know, Jason's got kids, four kids, and a family emergency thing happened at the last oh. second. Trannable couldn't do it. Yeah. But my brother and I, we do acoustic stuff together. So yeah. I'm like, you know, we can, we'll can still play the show. So we get there, and Gene's like, I know who this guy is. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's my brother, Jacob. <laughs> All right, let's see what you got. So he was cool about it. Wow. You know, we did... um. We did some As Above So Below songs, we did some covers, we did some Drownable, you know, it, it was it was fun, dude, it was fun. Like, yeah. Like, I, I love the acoustic shows, I love to do some of that stuff, um, uh, yeah, I love doing it. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was awesome, it was, it was a great show. Yeah. But like, the covers, when you guys play that, is that stuff you guys have been playing together forever, or is it stuff you um, just Brother and I do shit on the fly, dude, like, um, he's just like... You know, we just said uh, this girl just had a birthday a few months ago, uh, Jennifer, and he's like, we just come up. We, I just jumped up on the stage, like, you know this one or that one? Like, you hear it on the radio, but I've never really learned it, but, you, you know, you just go into it and you just you fall into it, or you, or you fail miserably. It's always, it's either really cool or it's really terrible, but we had a really good time, man. I, I love doing stuff on, on the fly like that. I like, uh, pressure's on. Play the song. Yeah. <laughs> never learned it, but uh, I think it starts in the A. It's A minor. Sad. Sad boy. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, those guys are loading in, and they're trying to get me to go help them load in, but I'm just telling them that I'm doing an interview right now. And once the last piece of gear goes out the trailer, <laughs> then the interview's done. Like, yeah. the old man in the band didn't impress. Uh, I'm here now. Is it on stage? Oh, damn it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, we appreciate your time, man. Yeah, yeah thanks for having you. me, man. You know, um... All good things, man. A lot of stuff's happening this year. Again, trying to pull stuff. But hopefully, by the end of the year, we'll have that record going. And third record with Jason. There's a lot of great stuff on it. Uh, we've always wanted to go in a heavy direction. The last record, you know, yeah. Hallelujah was pretty heavy, and I got to blast some leads on it. So there's stuff now that's even heavier than that, which is great. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, just that that foundation sound that we've always kind of had. There's a lot of like traditional sound and like drumful songs. You can 
with her off the center record, which I love, yeah. that we just naturally fall into that. It's just how we write. It's not like we have to write a body's part two. I have to write this part two. Like, I don't want to write a part two. I just want to write where we're at now and, yeah. and hopefully it'll, it'll measure up and you guys are enjoy it. Yeah. So, but, um, but right now, man, tonight's As Above, So Below. New yeah. songs coming out on June 16th and you guys get the first taste of it. I'll uh, get you guys a little stick with all the yeah, stuff yeah, on. Yeah, so thank you, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. We'll have yeah. fun this weekend, man. Oh yeah, we will. Rock Oklahoma, 2018. There you go, CJ Pierce of Drowning Pool and As Above, So Below. Thank you to Sunshine Seawright of Axis Entertainment. Yes, definitely for setting that up. Yeah, she's been very good to us. That's very true. And of course, thank you to CJ Pierce for taking the time out of his evening. Of course. Then he could have been talking to some hot chick or something instead of us. Yeah. But. He chose to talk to us, so we're appreciative. Definitely, very appreciative. And I'm sure down the line, you'll see him back on here again. Yes, I hope so. What else we get? We need to mention that Scattered Hamlet finally released this yes, single earlier this week. Yes, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, a few weeks ago, probably a month ago now, Adam Jode was here on the podcast yeah. once again, and he was talking about the forthcoming single that they were doing, a cover song as a tribute to Jake. Mm-hmm. And it finally came out, and it was Stay Hungry by Twisted Sister. Yes. And it's a very fitting song, not only in style, but in theme as well. Yes. And They knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So you can see why Dee Snyder has Adam Newell as yes. a guitarist coming oh, definitely. up later this year. But we already knew why, because he's badass. Yeah. And Dee Snyder even, you know, shared it and, you know, complimented them on it. Awesome stuff. Yeah. I saw that he made, like, two different tweets about yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. And Adam Jode's vocals are, it's like he's, it's like he almost pushed him even further on a song than normal. Yeah, yeah. Which was very cool to see. Very glad to not only hear something new from him, but hear something cool like this. So go check that out. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, their Facebook, Scattered Hamlet, everywhere pretty much you can find music. Pretty much. Very cool. So very glad to be able to again and yeah, go back and listen to that Adam Jode episode oh, where man, he talks definitely. all about it. Yeah. Just without saying the name of it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else we need to talk about? We need to mention our normal stuff? Yeah, I think, yeah, just, uh, you know, the, the usuals. Yeah, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground. You can listen there. You can listen at thethunderunderground.com, and you can listen pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn. If you have an Alexa, say Alexa, play Thunder Underground, it'll do it because we're on TuneIn. Will it play Thunder Underground or will it play the Ozzy Osbourne song? Well, if you say Thunder Underground podcast... I think if, yeah, if you just say Thunder Underground, it's probably going to start playing Ozzy. Okay. Which isn't bad. No, not at all. Just listen to that and then say it again. Then, but just add podcast after it. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. But if you're going back, you want to hear that other CJ Pierce when we were talking about that was episode 45. Yeah. We've also had on guys, like we mentioned, Sunshine Seawright helped us get Gene Simmons on here as well. Yes, and she's even been on the podcast. Yeah, we had her, her on here talking about Axis Entertainment, what they do at Rocklahoma, what they do at Sturgis, yeah. the process for bands to get on. So, hey, if you're in a band and you want to play something like Rocklahoma or Sturgis, that's a good episode to listen to. Definitely. Because she says a lot of stupid things that bands do mm-hmm. that you might not want to do. Exactly. But speaking of people like that, we've had on Steve Murdoch yes. from Murdoch Productions. We had on Chris Taylor from DMG Productions. Cool to get behind the scenes stuff from some people. Fat on guys like John Connolly from Seven Dust, Reed Mullen from COC, Shooter Jennings from Shooter Jennings. Yes. Biff Byford from Saxon. That's right. Damon and Ricky from uh, Black Star Riders. Yeah. We've had on Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill. We've had on Ted Aguilar from Death Angel. We've had on guys from King, Avatar, Shinedown. Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth. Dave Elfson, of Megadeth. Yeah, of Megadeth forever. And That's ever, right. Except that one short few-year period, but it's okay. we're not going to talk about that. No, anymore. we can just we can go right over that. Yeah. <laughs> but tons and tons of cool people have been on this podcast. We're yes. very happy to be able to say that. And if you want them to keep coming, go to patreon.com and search Thunder Underground and then send us a few bucks. And yeah. It could be greatly appreciated. We would love it. Yeah. Jason will use it to buy 
Dollar Shave Club thing to shave this beard. He's been talking about going clean shaving again. What? No, I have not. I okay. know. That will not happen. Not, okay. not after the last time. Okay. Not after the last time. I looked look like a petter ass. <laughs> Fucking I am. I'm, I'm not. Well, then no. we'll use the Patreon money to drive to more Oklahoma and go to Grandy's. Yes. Like me and Sprout and Dusty did a couple weeks ago. Why not? <laughs> First time I've been to Grandy's in forever. Still I, I, I don't even remember what they serve. Well, the thing I remember from when I was a kid was... Some like certain days they would have all you can eat chicken livers and chicken gizzards. Jesus Christ! And it was fucking great. But I went there and they did not have that. At least they uh, didn't have a side for it anymore. I'm so sorry. So I just got fried chicken, which is pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's just typical decent fast food style yeah. stuff. But oh yeah, there you go. Grandies. We talked about Grandies. That's right. Fuck. What well, was finally it, like, a diet right? And now it's it's Grandies. <laughs> Yeah, and after we left Grandy's, Sprout researched why they all disappeared from Tulsa and Kansas and everywhere. Yeah. And he found all kinds of information. So if you want to know about Grandy's, ask Sprout. Okay, we'll do. (laughs) Pretty much, if you want to know anything, ask Sprout because he knows a shitload of stuff. There you go. I learned that. I already knew it, but I learned it even more. (laughs) I also learned a bit about Cardi B on this trip. Yeah. And I will say that I completely thought... I'm going to, I'll say that I was dumb. I thought Cardi B was like fucking Nicki Minaj or something, yeah. you know, like that. But she's like a legit actual rapper that does not suck. Oh, I saw her in Saturday Night Live and I thought it was horrid. Well, I don't know. I'm just based off of this couple songs they played for me. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of things you didn't think, you didn't think, well, I didn't think that guy would sound like that. I saw Post Malone on TV. Yeah. What was it? Some was it Saturday Night Live or some fucking I don't know some late night talk show? And the guy looks like a fucking idiot. I mean, <laughs> straight up, he looks like one of those you know those fucking you know face tattooed kid rappers. It's all the rage now. Yeah, but it wasn't a rapper at all. He fucking sang and he sings yeah. like a fucking badass. And I'm like, well, I'm an asshole. I totally <laughs> judge the book by its cover. <laughs> right. Fuck me, because I got kicked ass. Yeah. So it goes to, it goes to tell you how much I know. What business do I have running a music podcast? <laughs> That's right. Fuck. Well, Post Malone isn't rock or metal, so you don't True. have to act like. But supposedly he's down with like Power Trip and yeah, you know shit like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I've read but stuff I, like I, that before. All I know is the motherfucker could sing like crazy. I was super impressed. So coming on episode one seventy seven, Post Malone. Fuck yeah. Make it happen this weekend. Okay, we'll okay. do. I'll, I'll get right on that. But we do have quite a few things coming up that you'll find out here in the next episode, actually. Yes. Once again, thanks to DEB Concerts. Thanks to Vitz Screen Printing. Thanks to CJ Pierce. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.